Hello, 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 hello. This is N.A. Randall, also known as Weiwei, and you're listening to the Live Your Best Life After 50 podcast. And I'm so excited today because I have a special guest. It's the Reiki coach, Miss Marilyn Peters Latham. Welcome, Marilyn. Hello, hello. I am excited to be here, too. We This has been a long time coming. I've been looking forward to a chat with you. Yes, I have been, too. And so would you just like to start off with telling us a little bit about yourself? Yes. Yeah, so um, I am Marilyn Latham, known across social media platforms as the Reiki Coach. Um, I've been offering Reiki services. Um, I've been practicing Reiki now for about 10 years and offering my services now for about seven years. And that name just kind of came was born through the services that I offer because I, you know, I do Reiki, I offer Reiki sessions, but a lot of what I do comes through um, in coaching and teaching. That's great. And I I can't remember, I tried to remember how I started following you. I, I just feel like I was always following you on Instagram because that's that's how I've, I've met you. And yeah. I remember going on one of your lives one day and I was working, and I was just listening to you talk. And then you sent me a message afterwards thanking me for joining your live. And I remember maybe if maybe a few months after that, I saw you post something about your children. And I was so shocked because I think your son was 21 and your daughter was a teenager. And I got so confused because I thought you were in your 20s. And I was like, how could she have kids in their 20s? What's going on? I, and I was I, I remember that. So for one thing I do remember is we um, we found each other because we were you still post a lot of beautiful flowers. At one point, I was posting a lot of like nature pictures and flower pictures and bonded on like our love of like pretty things outside. Yes. Um, I remember you saying that to me and that was so shocking because I was like, yeah, I absolutely have older children. They are now 26 and 21. Wow. <laughs> so that 26, my daughter 21. So yeah, that's been some time. Yeah. So and the thing is, that's what brings me to my first question. I ask everyone this, but it really applies to you. How do you remain youthful? So that is a tricky question because I know when people ask that they are like waiting for me to say like I have all these regimens and things and I really don't okay I have a mom who I grew up and remember people always complimenting my mom like they always thought my mom was much younger than she was they always Mm. thought my mom was much younger and it's not anything that I sought out to do like Like it wasn't a goal, like I'm going to be like that or I'm going to do that too. I really do think it just kind of comes from my mom. (laughs) (laughs) Always. um, And she's a lot tinier than me. Like my mom's a little woman. I think she's like five one and she's never weighed like more than like a hundred. And so she just had like a very small frame. Mm -hmm. That really lended itself to like some of her youthfulness. But um, she just always had her and her mom as well. They always just had such a youthful spirit. Like my, it was not uncommon for my mom or my grandmom to be outside, like jumping rope with us or play. 
Like they played with us. Like, yes, yeah, sometimes they would sit on the porch and watch us, but a lot of times they were actively engaged. Um, my children actually call my mom, you know, because both of their grandparents are called granny. Mm-hmm. And my mom, I can go see granny because she always played. <laughs> My mom always played with children and her mom did too. And so I think it's just the energy like more than it is like it. Cause even my mom, like my mom smoked cigarettes. She just did all these things. <laughs> just always had a very youthful essence to her. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, like they say, they get it from their mama, I guess. Cause I mean, I don't, I don't have, I mean, I follow some healthy regimens, but mm-hmm. it's not anything that I kind of, too well it shows and i just i just remember being so shocked so i was like i thought i thought i was older than her (laughs) and to come to find out you had grown children and i was thinking that you were in your 20s but that's that's why i always remember that just being shocked when you when you posted your kids i was like what well thank you it is always a compliment even even with my children being grown people would never believe that i was their their mom when we were out in public um, you know, I'm like, in, you know, I'm the one with the purse and the wallet and, and um, people are like, that's your mom. And I'm like, I'm not, like, I would always, uh, they, they are my children and they feel like my children. So I was mm-hmm. very shocked when people in public would always comment like, no, these aren't your children. <laughs> uh, it, it has happened our whole lives. Well, so that takes me to my next question. What is your passion in life? So, um, obviously it has changed many times over the Mm -hmm. years, but, um, even in my energy healing, um, and again, this goes back to my mom and grandma, all roads always lead back to children. So I just went back to work full time for the first time in a long time. I don't know, eight years or so. Wow. I just went back to work full-time. I've always been working part-time and also doing Reiki, but now I work full-time and do Reiki because the right opportunity presented itself. And I am a youth and teen program director. I I get away from children. I just cannot get away from children. So I've always worked at um, like an elementary school or Mm -hmm. summer camp programs, after school programs. And now I am the youth and teen program director for a nonprofit. And so I'm around children all day, ages 12 weeks. And then the staff that um, I manage, they're all young. They're like 16 to 23. So I am around young people all day. And so they just kind of keep me young. (laughs) Right. Say that children are my passion because all roads always lead me back to children, no matter how I try to deviate or do something else. Mm-hmm. Roads always lead me back to children. And so just pouring into them um, at work, they always ask us questions like, what do you want your legacy to be? What do you want your legacy to be as a leader? What do you want your legacy? Mm-hmm. And for me, it's that I just want to feel like a safe space to kids. Oh, I love- And they know that because they I can't get rid of them. <laughs> I left them and I was they just yeah they're my children all of them all ages wow and you know I in in the book I have I, I it's an ebook but I talk about connecting with young people that's one of the tips I have to staying um young and having that 50 plus glow because you told me you're in the 50 plus club which also I didn't believe even after I found out 
that you I, had grown children, but yeah. <laughs> I'm in the 50 plus club. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. So that takes me to, so you've, you've had a life. I always talk about we're in the second half of our lives. What were your top three moments so far in your life? Oh, that's kind of a, I, I read that question and, and really have been trying to figure out how to answer that question. There's mm-hmm. been so many, and some of the top moments have not been great moments, but they mm-hmm. transformative moments. Okay. So the most transformative moments is I, um, when my children were in high school, I moved home to California and I made the excruciating decision to let them stay here with their dad oh okay and I left my children for five years like sometimes even when I say it like I still get like a little lump in my throat although we're like past that it's great everything is wonderful Mm -hmm. it was such a difficult decision but it had to be made and um all of us are better for it and I moved home after my divorce to kind of like reset and Mm -hmm. Mom needed caregiving at the time. And so I went home. I moved back into my old bedroom. It felt all very strange. Um, but the amount of self-work and reflection and mm-hmm. all of those things that I was able to do in those times really shifted the tide for me. Okay. It, it was it it was a catalyst for all the great things that are taking place today. Um so that's one. Um, having my children was another. Okay. Um, I talked to my clients. So I coach a lot of clients. I've been mm-hmm. this now for a long time. And I have coached many women. And some are new moms. Some are, have been moms for a long time. And we talk about the motherhood portal. Like it is a new world. You have a baby. And when they will you out of the hospital, like you give birth to two people in the hospital yourself the new you and the baby wow i've never heard that that's yes you are not the same person after you push that baby through you are not the same person and never will be it is literally like squeezing the the toothpaste out of the tube you can't put it back (laughs) like it ain't going back you cannot go back to who you were um prior to you just everything shifts just everything shifts your priorities your thought processes um your values just Mm -hmm. everything changes your body is different your mind is different everything is just so different and so um you'll hear a lot of moms say that the baby is about two before you start feeling like somewhat of yourself again right okay and even like feeling like yourself it's like feeling like the new version of yourself So having my children was another one because it truly changes who you are. And this next, was it three? Did you ask me three? Three? Yeah, three, yes. Um, So this will kind of answer two questions because earlier you were asking me about my passion. So Mm -hmm. my passions are children, Reiki, energy healing. I love it. I can talk about it all day, every day. (laughs) It's hard to me. And my third passion is swimming. So three things that, um, one, I just conquered a big goal just yesterday. I challenged myself to swim a mile 
in one setting, which is 33 laps. And I did it. Just wow, congratulations. Thank you. Woo, woo, woo. So yes. yeah, excited about that. So I swim a lot. I swim a few times a week. Mm-hmm. Um, in my fantasy, I swim every day. <laughs> in reality, I swim three to four times a week um, as the schedule permits. And yes, I was like, I need to step my game up. I've been swimming these same 20 laps now for about a year. Mm-hmm. Swim more. And I was like, I'm going to swim a mile. And I text my coach and I was like, how much is a mile? And she was like, 33 laps. And I'm like, oh, my God. Can I-? <laughs> but I just took my time. It took me 90 minutes. Oh, wow. I swam 33 laps yesterday. And I, I have been literally telling anyone who would listen. Oh, I love it. You got <laughs> Did you did you post it on Instagram? I oh my god, you are the third person to ask me. I did not set my camera up yesterday. So sometimes I'll set my camera up at the edge of the pool. Mm-hmm. Did not set my camera up. I did not record it and I have not posted about it. But I'm planning to do the same thing on Thursday, so I'm going to record it and post it on Thursday. Okay, I can't wait <laughs> to see it. That that's such an amazing accomplishment. I'm I'm really I'm proud. <laughs> I'm proud of you. That's that's awesome. Yeah, it was great. It was great. I was exhausted when I finished, but I was like, and at 25 laps, I I was really trying to talk myself into quitting. I was like, just just stop. And I was like, no, you got to keep going. (laughs) (laughs) So I was having a whole battle inside myself in the water, but I was like, you're too close. Just finish it. Even if you gave up. Yeah. Wow. I'm planning on doing it again on Thursday and I'm going to try to beat my time. Like I did 90 minutes. I'm going to try to do it maybe like 75 minutes. I don't know. Okay. Well, I'm rooting for you. Thank you. So then the next question, and I mean, I feel like you, you accomplished a goal yesterday. What is a goal you still want to achieve? Um, let's see. There are a couple. Okay. Um, so again, we talked about the legacy of work. I really do want to kind of be known in this area where I work. Um, I work around a lot of kids, a lot of schools, and I really want children to understand, like, I really want to like pour into children. I don't just take these children, watch them for a few hours. I want to leave them with something that they can use for the rest of their lives. I really pour into them in meaningful ways. I want to help them see themselves, understand themselves, embrace themselves, whatever that is. So that is a huge goal. Um, I want to buy a home with a pool. That's a huge goal. Like that's on my vision board. I want a home pool. And that's all I got right now. <laughs> okay, but would it? You want to buy a home with a pool, but would it be an Olympic sized pool? It has to be at least twenty five meters because that's a lap. I have to okay. be laps. Okay. Yeah. So I want I want a lap pool. I guess a lap pool. when okay. you're we're manifesting, we have to be specific. Yeah. So on a home with a lap pool. And see, you said you went. You're you're originally from California? Uh-huh, yes. Yeah, because what I would love is a beach house in Malibu with a pool and by the ocean. 
So yeah, that, that's on that's in my on my vision board. <laughs> yeah. I can I can dig that for sure. Yes, I miss the beach. I love Georgia. I live in Georgia. I love Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like home. I've been here for twenty years. Um, okay, way longer than that. My son is twenty six. I've been here for twenty six years. Um except for the little brief moment that I moved back home and mm-hmm. I really love it here. But the only thing it does, like I have to drive three hours to the beach. That literally is my only complaint about Georgia is I don't have, I, I need to be able to get to the beach more regularly. Okay. I really love the ocean. Yeah. And, and that has the ocean water has healing properties too, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Even, even, the little chlorine water that I swim in, like water <laughs> is, so I'll give you, so remember I told you I love to teach, so I'm going to give you a little lesson. Okay. So we honor all elements, right? So mm-hmm. when you think about the elements like water, fire, earth, air. So when I'm in the water, yes, I'm swimming, but I am understanding that water is healing on many, many levels. Like it's good for us, right? Mm -hmm. And when I'm in the water, there's like a level of respect, right? And so the reason that elements are so important is because everything, anything, anything you can think of right now at the top of your head were made with some combination of those elements, everything. Okay. There's nothing. Everything was made, whether it's natural occurring in nature or something man-made. Even man-made things were made with some combination of those things. And the reason we respect them is because all of those things give life. Mm. All those things take life. So we, if you think about it, fire, we need fire. We need it. We need it. To, we need it, right? Mm-hmm. But also fire can take life. We need water. We respect water. Someone's like sick. We're like, oh, give them some water. Water can, too much water can drown you. Mm -hmm. Wind, we need air. We need all of that. Too much can topple down a house. Mm -hmm. So every, all of these, the reason they are our main elements and the reason we must respect them so is because they are all life-giving, but they can also take life. So we have to approach them very respectfully. Wow. That's a great lesson. Thank you. You're welcome. So my last question is, who are your role models? Who are my role models? Well, I've talked a lot about my mom and my grandma. Um, Mm -hmm. My grandmother... I mean, like many of us had a very heavy hand in raising us. Mm -hmm. Um, We lived with my mom, but my grandmother was right there. Um, And so my mom, because my mom went through a lot um, mentally, emotionally, physically, she did not have it easy, but she is, um, but she survived and she got through it and she raised Mm -hmm. her kids and we're all intact and, she kept her house and, you know, all those things. And so, like, as I get older, I just have more and more respect for her, like, every day. Things that I could not see and appreciate in my 20s. Now I'm, mm-hmm. like, bowing at her feet, right? Like, you did that. Um, my grandmother, 
because she was strong and sharp and witty and successful with an eighth grade education. Wow. Yep. That's a woman. And if I had a celebrity role model is Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, I love that. I just love Whoopi because Whoopi is just herself. Like I think. Mm -hmm. And so like when people asked about like looking young and feeling young and all of those things, um, I think the key to that is just being who you are. Mm -hmm. Like it's not about like dressing young. It's about dressing like yourself. You know, it's not dressing a certain, it's like, what do you feel like putting on a day? When you put this on, does it feel, when you look in the mirror, does it look the most, do you feel the most like yourself? And I feel like Whoopi just kind of embraces that. Like she just shows up like it is, <laughs> it is. you know what I mean? I just, yeah. love her. I just love her swag. Like she's just herself. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just always, I just like her. I just like everything about her. And, you know, it's so funny because she also has the best comebacks to things. I remember once someone was trying to insult her and say that uh, she looked like two chains. And she said, yeah, I do. I would love him for him to be my son. I said, I know that's right, Whoopi. Right. Like, we're not phased. We're not phased by. So I would call So I wear a T-shirt sometimes that says I own my breath. Mm-hmm. So like I own my breath. You don't. You don't get to decide if I'm mad. You don't get to decide if I'm happy. Right. You don't get to decide. You over there. I'm over here. <laughs> right. Right. Hands. I got opinions. We we good. Right. So right. so people can come at you in all sorts of ways, and they come at you upset. So they come at you and think that you're gonna be upset. I was not upset before you arrived. I will not be upset when you go. I, I love it. <laughs> yeah. I love it. So at this point, you've answered these these are the five questions I asked all my guests. And um I, I loved your answers. So what we what we're left with now is to talk about whatever you want to talk about. If you want to talk about your Reiki practice or any any other lessons you want to teach, I'm open. We're here. We have the floor. So let me know. Okay, so um, I am the Reiki coach and I teach Reiki. I certify and attune um, aspiring Reiki practitioners. Um, I tell people all the time, yes, you can absolutely connect with me online and I'll give you a remote Reiki session. If you're local, you can come to me. I will give you an in-person Reiki session but my true passion is teaching others how to do this for themselves. Okay. Teaching others how to do this for yourself, how to sit down five to seven minutes a day, sit with your energy, breathe out what you need to breathe out, call in what you need to call in, steal yourself. And I tell my clients, I connect you and introduce you to Reiki, but Reiki teaches you Reiki. Okay. I like that. So it's a practice and you can read all the books, but some most of the answers that you're looking for are going to come through you and from you. So Reiki teaches you Reiki through the act through actually doing the practice. And so I, you know, yes, absolutely. Come get a one off session. But what I would really like to do is teach you how to do this for yourself. So I enjoy teaching people. And even if they don't um, choose to go on and use it professionally or offer it as a service, 
um, just adding it to your own personal self-care. Just sitting, I mean, the same way we would go and learn like yoga or anything, mm-hmm. right? Or take a Pilates class, anything. Um, learning how to like adding this to your own personal self-care toolkit is amazing. I have been doing it now for 10 years. When I say that, that seems so crazy to me because it just doesn't seem like that. But I've been doing Reiki now for 10 years. And um, I literally just, I mean, it has helped me through some of the toughest times of my life. Just mm-hmm. feel the overwhelm or the upset or the worry or the anxiety coming. Just taking that moment to sit. And my favorite question is, what do you feel and where do you feel it in your body? I ask myself that question. What am I feeling and where do I feel it in my body? And I sit down and I give myself a Reiki treatment and allow my body to process those feelings because they're fleeting. And so mm-hmm. we like act on them. You know what I mean? Like they're just, yeah. And so I sit and I give myself a Reiki treatment, um, good days, bad days, indifferent, all those days. I just sit in for five to seven minutes and give myself a Reiki session. And so I like to teach others to do that for themselves. And if someone wanted to contact you to, so that you could teach them, where would they contact you? How, how should they reach you? So the only social media platform that I'm very active on is Instagram. Um, And on Instagram, there is a link to my website. My website is www.thereikicoach.online. I am on Instagram at The Reiki Coach. And that those are the best avenues to be able to connect with me. I am not DM averse. People can DM me, ask me questions. I'm very open. Um, I know how to weed out anybody who is not, you know, people are like, I don't want DMs. I get a lot of crazies. I know how to weed them out. I know, who, you know, <laughs> I'm not worried about that. I know how to use my block button. <laughs> yes, that's right. Um, so... But mostly, truly, and I mean, I'm very fortunate because I don't get a lot of crazies. Most people are really sincere and have serious inquiries. And so that is the best way to reach me. Um, I really like DMs because then we can kind of have a little conversation. We can ask the other questions. And I would say if I had to think about it, I would Mm -hmm. say that is probably where I have found most of my clients. I think I lost you. Oh, are you there? You were yep. breaking up. You, you yes. said you find most of your clients out? Yep. Most of my clients have found me on Instagram. Most of my clients and students have found me on Instagram. But also, I um, I have been extremely fortunate and blessed with um, referrals and return students. Like, okay. you know, I just I always tease them. I'm like, I just can't get rid of y'all. But like, see, like, I'm joking. But like I've been very blessed and fortunate with return um, clients and students, and then they refer their friends, families, coworkers, sister, brother, everybody. It's great. Oh, that's wonderful. And I'm going to put your Instagram handle in the description of this episode so that people can contact you if they they listen. So, um, just just one question I have for you, since you. We're talking about Reiki. How did you discover it? How did you find out about it? That's a good question. So I was going through um, a divorce somewhere around 2012. Okay. And I was divorced and I had been married. I don't know how long. 
I got married mm-hmm. ninety three and it's gone. So I was married a good long time, like nineteen years at this point, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I have been on my job for sixteen years. And both of those things were a huge part of my identity. And I lost both of those things in the same year. I was divorced and laid off in the same year. And I it, I just was at a very much like, who am I? Like, who, mm-hmm. you know, you basically have a clean slate. It feels like, obviously, your life is falling apart. But I also have a clean slate. And I just had so many answers, um, so many unanswered questions. I was scared. I was I was broke. I was mm-hmm. just everything. And I started first with um, silence. I was like, I'm going to just be still. You know, people say, just if you don't have any answers, just get still. Just be mm-hmm. still. And so first I started with a practice of being still. And whatever I would w- wake up with, if I had a dominant feeling that day that wasn't positive, if I woke up feeling very worried, like worried about money or worried about my children, I would just open my phone and type in like Bible verse for worry. Right. And I would just find a Bible verse and focus on that Bible verse for the whole day. And I mm-hmm. silent. I wasn't doing a lot of talking on the phone. I was just silent. Then from silence and praying, I started meditating and meditating was huge for me. Like it, that was really kind of like the first piece of the puzzle. Meditating became really, really big for me. And I would meditate every single day. I'll put my daughter on the school bus and I would go sit and meditate. And one day I was meditating and you know how you get still enough and you hear that little voice and it gets mm-hmm. like you hear it. And I heard a voice say, your problem isn't money. Your problem is energy. Now, mind you, I hadn't done any energy healing. I hadn't heard of Reiki. I did not know what, what I was hearing. And I, it, mm-hmm. it kind of popped my eyes open. Like what, like, what did that mean? But I heard it very clear. Your problem isn't money. Your problem is energy. And so I just kind of started Googling like energy and money, money and energy. Like what, like energy healing. I just kind of started playing around with Google. Mm -hmm. And and if you Google energy healing, you're going to eventually land on Reiki. So then I like, so Reiki came up. So then I started reading about it and studying about it. And then I went to YouTube and I was doing the little practices that they had on And I am not 100% sure what intrigued me so much about this practice, but like, cause we've tried to like read things before, but then it kind of falls off. But I just kept going deeper and deeper down the rabbit hole of Reiki until Mm -hmm. in a class, I was like, I'm gonna take a class. Like I was just, I was just new it too. I was like, I'm gonna take a class. And it wouldn't be another year before I was able to take a class. And then I took level one Mm -hmm. and then I took level two. And it was very interesting because remember, I had been divorced and laid off. And by now I'm in California. Um, um, And um, I'd taken these classes and I called a lady like cold calls, like "Um, I'm looking for some volunteer opportunities. Um, I want to do some Reiki, but I want to do some volunteer. And she goes, you know, a lady just left out of here. She's like, like literally like five minutes ago and came in and asked me if I knew any volunteers. And now you're calling, wow. telling me that you want to volunteer. So, that is so, so she connected me with the lady who was looking for volunteers and I volunteered. I had never done Reiki on like a person outside of my family. Mm-hmm. And 
volunteered and in a weekend she the lady who I called um she was there as well in a weekend we gave 80 people Reiki wow and um so when I started doing Reiki it was just kind of like that there was no you know how you try to do something and it's like you just keep running into like rejection or obstacles barriers every call I made about Reiki was like yep sure come on yes absolutely yes no problem come like I was just like this hold on slow down I hadn't even decided if this is (laughs) what I'm trying to do but it um like it just kind of started like and even from those 80 people some of those people reached out to because we were just offering like free mini sessions Mm -hmm. Some of those people reached out to me and became regular clients. And I literally, that was in 2013. And I have literally been doing Reiki since. I've probably done Reiki every day since then. Wow. That's amazing. You were in alignment. Yeah. It just kind of was like, yes. Like I called the lady. I just, I like literally like Google, like African-American Reiki practitioners, Los Angeles. Her number popped up. I called her. She picked right up. She didn't blow me off. She just was like, hi. Like, she talked to me on the phone. Mm-hmm. She was very helpful. She was very kind and open, generous with her time and information. She hooked me up with the volunteer situation and um, with the volunteer opportunity. And it just have kind of, it just has been that. It has just been that. And it just was never like a no or like, you know, it has just been very, which, which goes back to your problem is our money. Your problem is energy. Right. And then I become an energy healer. So, and that's how, and that's how I have supported myself over the years. That's amazing. And I just want to ask you another question because I, I was looking on your Instagram page and you were doing something called Return to the Mat. Can you tell me about that? Yes. So I am current. So four months ago, I went back to work full time. And it was a big job. And it was a lot of work immediately. Mm. So my own personal Reiki practice was suffering. Um, I wasn't taking, because when I was working part time, I had a lot of time. I would get up and go swimming and meditate. I was just living in my own little world and I would give myself Reiki and then I would see clients. Well, now I have to like get up and punch a clock and do all the, (laughs) I'm back at work. And so I was doing it, but not to the extent that I was. Mm -hmm. And I immediately started like feeling my life unravel, like. I can't keep up. It's too much. It's too much going, you know, it was just a lot. And um, so I was like, I'm going to do, so I used to do this thing all the day, all the time called um, a 30 day energy cleanse for anybody who wanted to like introduce themselves to Reiki. We're just going to give ourselves Reiki together every day for 30 days Mm -hmm. um, just to kind of introduce people to the practice. And so this is kind of that um, because it's 30 days. And so, but I'm calling it return to the mat because I'm not giving myself what I like to call like rescue Reiki, which is like at the end of the day, like, oh, my God, I have to do it. And I would just do it like real fast and it wouldn't be very profound or meaningful. Mm -hmm. Um, No, I'm going to sit down because you really can do Reiki anywhere. You can give yourself a Reiki session in the car at work. It doesn't matter. But I was like, I'm going to go back to like my formal Reiki 
sessions where I'm sitting down on a mat, burning sage, doing my affirmations, setting my intention. I'm going to really like return to the practice. And so return to the mat is just a commitment I've made to myself for the month of August that for 30 days, I'm going to go back to what I know works. I love it. I invited people to come along with me because it's a good, you know, it's a good introduction. So it was just Reiki level one. It was a Reiki level one class. I invited people to come along. It's not for anybody who wants to practice on others, although it could grow into that, but just for people Mm -hmm. to, to like learn Reiki for themselves. And I keep using that word. Do you want me to explain where Reiki is really quickly for those? Sure. Yes, that would be great. So Reiki is a form of energy healing. Um, Don't feel intimidated by that to anybody listening. Yoga is a form of energy healing. Breath work is a form of energy healing. Meditation is a form of energy healing. It is any practice with the intention to shift your energy. And everything is energy. Your thoughts are energy. Your words are energy. Um, your movement is energy. You are energy. Everything is energy. So it's just a practice with the intention to shift your energy and to bring yourself out of maybe lower vibrating emotions, such as guilt, shame, embarrassment, disappointment, anger, worry, resentment, all those things, right? Mm-hmm. To allowing us to live in a higher vibration, gratitude, joy kindness, compassion, and it all starts with self. So if we decide one day, I want to be more compassionate, the first thing you should not do is go out and find somebody to share compassion with. If your goal is, I want to be more compassionate, you find all the ways you can show yourself compassion. And then then allow that to bleed out of you onto others where it needs to go. If you decide I'm going to be more kind, you practice by being more kind to yourself. And so you practice, you start with yourself. And so Reiki is a practice that allows you to like, just really shift your energy. And we use our um, energy centers known as our chakras, our R's and all the places where energy travels in, around, and throughout our bodies. And so when we sit, we can feel where we're carrying dense energy, low vibrating energy, heavy energy, stagnant energies, things we're holding on to that we are, you know, should be ready to release and let go. And energy Reiki allows you to sit and have an awareness about what those things are. That's a that's a great explanation. I I felt like I knew what it was, but to hear you say those things and the fact that you have to center yourself and focus on yourself, I love that. That you're not you're not trying to bring others into it. That you just focus on yourself and your your energy inside. I love that. Thank you. Yeah, I've been, it's so funny. I've been doing this for so long. I've taught a lot of classes. I've had a lot of clients. And I found that um, when we take the mystery and the abstract definitions and really kind of like esoteric words, and because it's just, 
first of all, yes, I can attune you. Yes, I can give you a certificate. But this is not a this is not a skill set. This is literally an innate gift that everybody has that anybody can do for themselves. That anybody can do for themselves. I mean, I, yes, you mm-hmm. can come because I'm a practitioner, but I all all I teach you is that you can do this for the, for yourself. You have everything you need to do this for yourself. And how many um, people do you know? Like, do you have a number in your head? You said the first time you you volunteered, you helped 80 people. But have you helped a lot of people with their? I have. And it's so funny that you asked me that because I was trying to think about that the other day. Um, There's no real way to know. And I have landed on a number it's so because I was really trying to think about this the other day somewhere between in 10 years Mm -hmm. 150 to 200 and and that's just students that's not being invited to teach at a workshop that's not delivering a Reiki class some you know because sometimes people at like yoga studios or various studios will ask me to come and like just teach or um like I just did something the other day like a corporate event um Mm -hmm. for a pharmaceuticals company they just had me lead their employees through a series of like breath work for stress for work-related stress Um, so like not even counting those types of people, just people that have clicked on a link and purchased a service or gone through a class, I would think, yeah, probably 200. This is, this is a lifelong practice, right? It's not like you get to a point and you don't have to do Reiki anymore. This is something that you need to do daily, right? It's a lifelong practice. And I like to say it's a lifestyle. Something happens and you forget to do Reiki one day or you forget to do Reiki for six months. It's not the end of the world. It's a very gentle, compassionate practice. So like even me doing like return to the mat because I wasn't sitting on my net, my mat. I was just like, oh, I need to do my Reiki today. And I was just <laughs> doing, <laughs> you know, like you can always return to the practice. You can always return to the practice. I have had clients reach out to me so many times over the years. They'll text me or email me and say, I feel so bad. I just disconnected from the practice. I haven't been practicing. I haven't practiced in the last three to six months. Um, what are your recommendations? And I'm like, start tomorrow. Start tomorrow with one. That gap doesn't mean anything. That gap is, there's no penalty. There's no penalty. Wow. So yourself a Reiki session from January to June. On July 1st, start. It's okay. It is okay. It's no penalty. It's nothing to beat yourself up about. You don't lose anything. You just just start. I love it. And so um, if, if, if a person 
like, is there anything like once somebody connects to you and um, you will either give them a class or teach them how to be an instructor? Yeah. So usually what ends up happening is, and this is just kind of how it works out, is that somebody will come to me for like one Reiki session. Mm. Unless they know just automatic, they just want to learn Reiki. Um, Somebody may come to me for like one Reiki session and then a second Reiki session. And over time, they'll be like, okay, I want to just practice. I want to learn. And so they'll go from being like a Reiki client and they become a Reiki student. Okay. People who are just clients and never become students. I have some people who were never clients. They just came to me as a student. I have some clients who have been both. Um, I have clients who are, you'll see me post them from time to time. I'll be like, oh, my Reiki babies make me so sad. They are all over Instagram and they are doing <laughs> one thing. They'll leave me and start holistic practices or soap making or herbalism or open stores or start their own Reiki practice. I get a lot of massage therapists who want to incorporate Reiki into their massage practice. Okay. I get a lot of nurses. I love my nurses. Um, I believe Reiki should be in all healthcare um, practices. It's showing up very prominently in a lot of hospitals, um, UCLA, um, um, you're in the DMV hospital out there, John, um, John Hopkins, John Hopkins, wow, LA Medical Center. Um, it's showing up in rehab facilities. Um, so when people are rehabilitating from like addiction, when and they'll put like a volunteer Reiki person in the facility and just offer them like Reiki sessions throughout their treatment. They're showing that those clients are having less, um, higher, higher rates of relapse, lower rates of relapse um, when they're giving it to cancer patients um, during like a Reiki practitioner would literally go and sit with the um, client as they're getting chemo. You know, chemo is like all day and you're like hooked up to the machine and things. A Reiki practitioner will sit with them and um, give them Reiki during that time. And they're showing that they're going home and not having all the bad side effects. Mm-hmm. Um, they're showing that like heart patients are having faster recovery. Um, so it's showing up in a lot of new spaces. And so nursing is hard. Um, it's hard on the body. You know, some nurses, depending on what kind of nurse you are, you could be like lifting patients. It's physically mm-hmm. hard. It's emotionally hard. Um and a lot of nurses and doctors are learning Reiki now. That's so interesting. And then I, I wish, you know, I talk about my mother a lot because I lost my mother in 2021 mm-hmm. and she, she had cancer and I wish she would have had this available to her because I think it would have really helped her because mm-hmm. she was having a very hard time with the chemo mm-hmm. and she kind of died suddenly but talking to you today made me think of her in a, in a, in a good way. Mm-hmm. Because I've also been on your page and I've seen you post like rainbows. And I feel like my mom talks to me through the rainbows. Oh, I love and, that. And I see, I've seen so many in my life, in my second part, 
like since she's passed away, I've seen more rainbows in the last two years, two and a half years than I've seen in all my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm just I'm I'm listening to you talk about your mom and your grandma. And it's really making me feel good things about my mom. So I'm, I'm really happy to talk to you today. Oh, that makes me so happy to hear. That yeah. Happy to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the motherhood portal. It ain't easy. <laughs> <laughs> it is not easy. Um, and mother-daughter relationships are interesting and complicated yes. and all those things. Yeah. No, that makes me happy to hear. I, my mother, my relationship with my mother was very tumultuous. But at this age and that, and, you know, we talk about aging gracefully, like mm-hmm. outside of like the outward appearance of what it looks like to age gracefully. It's like just stuff that you let go. Right. It, <laughs> you know, like some some of what people are saying is just that I'm just not carrying a lot of resentment and, you know, just things that I may have carried in my thirties or in mm-hmm. my, um, it's just that you just, you're just able to see things from a higher altitude and, and it really becomes really small. Things that you thought were so huge really becomes real. They become really small. As the, as the altitude gets higher, yes, <laughs> yeah, they become really small. And when you said, I'm, and I'm just now, I'm just talking because, like, you brought up some things. My mom moved away, like, she moved to DC from Ohio um, when she graduated from college, and she stayed in DC the rest of her life. And then she got a job that transferred her back to Ohio. Mm-hmm. And I was about, I think I was about twenty three. So it wasn't, we were grown, but I felt like she left, right? Mm-hmm. But once I went to her home that she established when she was in Ohio, my it was such a peaceful home and she was so happy. Like, I think that's the happiest she ever was. Mm-hmm. And I always like to remember her from in that time mm-hmm. because I, I know it was freeing for her to like move from us. Yeah. Even yeah. though I felt like, why did she leave? And, you know, I was grown. I was in my own place. You know, I, I she it wasn't like she was with us. But I felt some kind of way when she moved. But once I went to her place where she was, I was so happy for her, and I was I was so happy that she did move. Yeah, 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 yeah. Perspective, perspective, mm-hmm. paradigm shift. We see things this way, but if we just take a little tweak. It, it, we could look at it as something comp- the same thing, same situation. Mm-hmm. We can either look at it as bad or we can really begin to see the blessing or the miracle or, you know, that was, you know, that lie within that situation that we thought was so bad at first. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So is there anything else you want to talk about? This has been a great conversation. I'm so happy. I'm so happy that this came about. It was your idea and this has just been great. Oh, well, so, thank you. Thank you yes. so much. Um, yes, I would just like to say to all the other people out there um, aging gracefully, um, just be yourself. Be yourself. Be easy on yourself. Go easy on yourself. Offer yourself grace. And when you think it's, you can't get any more grace, it's some more. Go back for second helping. <laughs> grace, 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 grace. 
And I um, I live by the little model of kale and cupcakes. So I, yes, yes, I eat kale. I make my <laughs> I take a multivitamin and my um, um, black seed oil and all those things. But I also eat pizza and cupcakes. I love it. I love it because, you know, it's so funny. I started taking black seed oil. I love I love taking the black seed oil, but every once in a while I do go to McDonald's. So that's that's all in my book too. <laughs> there is a McDonald's right by my pool. <laughs> and some like normally at McDonald's after swimming, I'll just go get a smoothie. But okay. sometimes if it's still morning, I will get breakfast because I'm starving after swimming. Mm-hmm. And- I just, I, and I mean, I'm not saying it's wrong because I do know that there are some people who live, first of all, also, let's just back up. I'm a Gemini. So there's a lot of duality here. <laughs> and so, I'm a Pisces. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of fish. Yeah, so Pisces, you know, yeah. Okay, so I, um, I know that there are some people who live like super regimented, like I only eat this and I only eat this and I, you know, I get that and 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 if that works for you that works for you because that's what how we have to live we have to find what works for us mm-hmm. find that what works for me is balance and I should write a book called kale and cupcakes and you know what <laughs> I was going it's so fun we're on it we're on the same wavelength because I was going to say are you ready to write a book because <laughs> everything that you're saying I was like you, you have to have a book yeah <laughs> And I love kale and cupcakes. That's, that's <laughs> awesome. Yes. Kale and cupcakes. I have a balance. Yeah. I I do all the good stuff. And I do, you know, some what people would judge is not so great, too. Yes, I will eat McDonald's and Wendy's. And, <laughs> I mean, if that's what, like, especially if I'm traveling, like, I'm not mm-hmm. trying to, like, you know, I'm like, it, it, when, when a salad presents itself, I will eat it. But <laughs> right if our if we're road tripping and my only option is this Wendy's, I'm gonna eat this Wendy's. <laughs> Where we're going and settled and some healthier options present themselves, I will have that. But yeah. I don't beat myself up about, you know, any one thing. I do, you know, in a day's time, I do a combination of all the things. I love it. So, Marilyn, I'd like to thank you for being here. I'm going to put your information in the description of this episode so that people can contact you and learn more about Reiki and your services. And I just want to thank you for being here today. Um, This is it for the Live Your Best Life After 50 podcast today. As I always say, thank you for joining me. It was an honor to have you here. Thank you for having me. Um, I have been trying to do more things like this because I can kind of forget to do more things like this. And um, I think this for me is like the year of the challenge. I'm doing this Reiki challenge. I'm doing the swim challenge. I was like, I'm a mile. However many days I've been like reaching out to people for different platforms and opportunities. And so I do want to thank you for having me as well. This was a beautiful conversation and thank you for letting me share how I feel about um, living our best life over 50. Yes. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. Thank you for having me.